lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. This week we'll read Parshas Ekev, and I want to take this opportunity to delve a little bit into the Jewish perspective on physicality, materialism, and what we can learn about it for our own spiritual growth. So Moshe has gathered the Jewish people and is giving them his final address before they enter the land of Israel. And of course, the Jewish people have awaited this moment for years and years, traveling the desert. And Moshe himself, of course, doesn't enter the land. He dies beforehand. But in his final address to the Jewish people, he basically tells them, if you listen to Hashem and and all of his mitzvot you follow, then he'll bless you. And if you don't, then you're going to see suffering. And of course, we've seen this over and over again throughout our history as a people. But the part that I want to focus on is where Moshe warns the Jewish people to be careful if they start to prosper physically. He says, beware that you don't forget Hashem your God by not keeping his commandments. Because if you eat and you're satiated and you build good houses and dwell therein and you have herds and flocks that multiply and silver and gold increase and all that you have increases, be careful lest your heart grow haughty and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage and basically sustained you in the desert where there were snakes and vipers and scorpions and drought and there was no water and Hashem gave you water out of solid rock and he fed you manna in the desert. And be careful lest you say to yourself, my strength and the might of my hand has accumulated this wealth for me. Moshe says, but you must remember that Hashem, your God, it is he that gives you strength to make wealth in order to establish his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is this day. So Moshe is warning the Jewish people of a tendency of human nature that when we succeed physically, we become arrogant and we feel that our efforts alone produced our success. Whereas he's saying very clearly, this is not true. Hashem is the one who allows you to succeed physically. And the reason he's doing this is so you'll keep his covenant with him. Like it's for spiritual reasons that Hashem is blessing you physically. So I want to dig a little deeper into our relationship to the physical world. So we see that if we become too comfortable materially, We tend to relax in our relationship with Hashem. This is how it's always been with the Jewish people. We get kicked out of a country. We go to a new country. We eventually prosper. And then we become lax in our observance. And then anti-Semitism kicks in and we get kicked out. (laughs) Or God forbid killed. So that's what we've seen in history over and over again. And I fear that that may happen in America because we've enjoyed unprecedented prosperity in America as Jewish people. And I feel that there are so many Jews who are so assimilated, so comfortable in their luxurious lifestyles and are very disconnected from their relationship with Hashem. But what we're going to speak about a bit later is it's not just people who are not observant, even people who are observant tend to get caught up in the physicality inherent in this land that's America, which obviously this country has been so good to the Jewish people. We have freedom of religion that we haven't seen, you know, in our history. But at the same time, we have to be careful of getting sucked in in this abundance of 
Amazon, <laughs> the age of Amazon. So I remember a quote that I heard once that in times of joy, we should cling to Hashem. We should thank him so that he doesn't need to give us hard times to bring us close to him. You know, when we're, when we're doing well physically, we should use that as an opportunity to thank Hashem and be close to him so that God forbid, he doesn't have to take it away in order to bring us close to him. So I want to discuss a few principles relating to physicality in Judaism. So number one, we need to recognize that our physical blessings come from Hashem. And Rav Dessler has a beautiful piece about this in Mikdav Meliahu's Strive for Truth, where he basically says that our work is the vessel that is needed to bring about our parnasa, our livelihood. But Hashem has already predetermined how much money we're going to get. You know, our, our effort is just the physical means through which it comes. But the blessing, it totally comes from Hashem and is predetermined from Hashem. This is a very important point because somebody could work so, so, so hard and still not be successful. And there's some, could be somebody else who doesn't work that hard, but they, they work and they are very successful. So we must put in effort, but ultimately it's Hashem who's going to decide how successful we're going to be physically. Number two. Physical gain is not an end in itself. We're supposed to use our physicality to live a spiritual life. And of course, we've discussed this before that Judaism believes not in separating ourselves from physicality, but in engaging and elevating physicality into the spiritual realm. And an example that I will give is just giving tzedakah, for instance. You know, we we get a certain amount of money from Hashem. We're supposed to miser it. We're supposed to take 10% and give it to people who you know, are less fortunate in this area and, and really need the money, whether it's somebody trying to make a wedding, a poor bride or groom supporting a Shemitah farmer. Shemitah is coming up this year and it's unbelievable. There are farmers in Israel who will not work the land this year in observance of Shemitah, but that means they're missing out on an entire year of livelihood. I mean, this is an um, unbelievable act of Messiris Nefesh sort of self-sacrifice, but as people who, God willing, will be making money this year, we have the merit to help support these farmers. And we're by doing that, we're taking the physical blessing Hashem's giving us and we are enhancing, we're, we're enhancing it spiritually by doing this mitzvah, this incredible mitzvah. So that's just one example of how we can use our physicality to live a spiritual life. When we buy nice food and nice clothing for Shabbat, that's another example. Point number three. Our spiritual efforts can actually change our physical blessing. So a story happened to me recently where basically we gave tzedakah to two two different people. And it was quite a bit of tzedakah, more than I would normally feel comfortable giving. But in, in these instances, I felt that we had to do it. And thank God, like we, we weren't being financially irresponsible. We were just, you know, stretching a little bit beyond what we would normally do. And literally the week after we did this, I got a completely unexpected check in the mail for the exact amount that we gave. So I don't know if that amount was already predetermined to give us or the act of tzedakah actually triggered some sort of flow from above. But either way, it's very clear that our parnasa, our livelihood, is totally determined by Hashem. Number four. If we engage too much in physicality, we cannot properly focus on spirituality. This is a big one for me. 
as I've been spending my summer in the five towns where it's very easy to get caught up in, in the physicality because there's a whole town that caters to the physical needs of religious people. So when I come into town in the summer, I'm like, oh, I have to buy this and this and this. And it's just very easy to get caught up. And I actually remember being a Neve many years ago. I wrote about this in my book, a man named Rabbi Baruch Smith, who used to teach there, an amazing rabbi. He said, I remember he drew a chart and there was one line going down and one line going up, kind of like an X. And he said, the more you engage in physicality, the harder it is to engage in spirituality. We should, we obviously want to engage in physicality and elevate it, like I've said, but at a certain point, too much engagement in physicality and a focus on physicality really takes away from spiritual work and spiritual goals, which is the ultimate reason why we're here. You know, like the physical is a tool for the spiritual. So, Our sages advise that we take a middle path. You know, we engage in the physicality, but not too much. With everything, our sages advise a middle path. And this is obviously not always easy to do. The Yetzirah, which every person has the evil inclination within us, constantly tries to distract us and get us to focus on things that are not important and that take us away from our purpose in life. And as I said, our purpose in life from a Jewish perspective is to evolve our souls and to really grow spiritually as much much as possible. And we use the physical to help us in this goal. But if, if we get so focused on the physical that we're forgetting about our spiritual goals, then we're missing the whole point. We're getting lost. And it's very interesting because this Parsha also teaches a little bit about the nature of the Yetzirah. The word Akev, this is Parsha's Akev, means heal. And the first mention of Akev in the Torah is actually in connection with the Nachash, the snake. And originally, the snake actually had legs in the Garden of Eden. But part of his punishment for getting Adam and Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil was that his legs were removed. And as a result, he had to forever crawl on his stomach. And what's interesting is that so man can stand on a snake, but the snake can bite man's heel. And just like poison travels from the heel to the head, the Yetzirah starts just like the snake with the mitzvos that we treat lightly, that we trample on with our heels. So mitzvos that we don't pay attention to, that we're not mindful of, that we don't give importance to, those small little transgressions eventually can lead to bigger transgressions until we are just completely off the path and not heeding, you know, Hashem's mitzvos, which is what Moshe is telling us to do in this Parsha to begin with. So that's why it's not just people who are not observant, but even people who are observant. You know, I know I struggle with this. There's so many mitzvot, you know, and it's very easy to do things mindlessly or to just, you know, brush something off and not pay attention to it. But every little mitzvah matters. And if we're really focused on what's doing what's right, then we should pay attention. You know, we shouldn't just disregard um, a mitzvah that Hashem's giving us. So the Yitzhahara is like a snake. And just like a snake slithers, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't go in a straight path. So too, the Yetzirah is very windy and it will try to rationalize and try to get us to do things that we think are for our own good, but are really leading us astray. So just a little bit on the Yetzirah and this Parsha to kind of give us more insight in this context of engaging in physicality, because for example, you know, I'll give the most basic example of online shopping. It's very easy to get carried away with online shopping today. It's just so easy and, you know, before we buy that that thing that we know we don't really need, but we want, uh, maybe we should hold back, you know, it's like we have to realize that we got to get clarity on our actions and take a step back and, and see the whole picture.
So lastly, I want to delve a little bit into the Rebbe Nachman story of the sophisticated and the simpleton, the Chacham Vitam. I mentioned that I had been learning this story this summer with Rebbe Yehuda Skolshevsky of Shaviti. And any women who are interested can continue next man, Elozman, which we're going to be continuing to learn the story. I'm going to link to the, cl- the class to register below. But just very briefly, in, in the way it relates to what we're speaking about today, the sophisticated and the simpleton are two friends. And they grew up together in the shtetl in Poland a couple hundred years ago, just at the beginning of the Enlightenment when Jews were starting to assimilate in Europe and, and have more opportunities professionally. And the sophisticate was somebody who always needed to be sophisticated. He, for, he studied all these trades, and then each time he would master a trade, it wasn't good enough. He wanted something more prestigious. So he ended up being a tailor, a jewel cutter, and then a doctor, and he just kept going, you know, doing more and more. And he always needed to be on trend. He always needed to have the highest level of food and clothing and shelter. And the irony is that wherever he went, he was never happy. You know, he was always thinking about what can I do that's more impressive or where can I go that'll be even better. He was never happy with what he had. And he had so much physically. Whereas the simpleton, the Tom, was totally opposite. He led a very, very simple material life. So much so that in the story, he has this one pelts, this one like sheepskin coat that he you know it's disgusting and (laughs) dirty but he like wears it all the time but he acts like it's like his royal garment and that's like his only only garment that he owns and he takes such joy from his simple work he's a shoemaker and his work doesn't come out perfect but he takes so much joy from his own creativity and his own spiritual growth and there's a scene in the story um, I love this scene where the wife comes in and she says you know so-and-so in the town is also a shoemaker and he charges X amount for his shoes. Why don't you charge X amount? And he says, what does he have to do with us? You know, like he doesn't compare himself to anybody. He's just, you know, grateful for what he has. And what my teacher Yehuda Skoshevsky taught me is that every person has within us the Chacham and the Tam. We all have within us the sophisticate and the simpleton. And um, the Avoda, the, the, the work is to try to live as much like the simpleton as we can, which I think in today's world is such a big feat. <laughs> and uh, I pray every day that I, I should be able to live more like the simpleton. We should all be able to. So in sum, we must remember that our physical blessings come not solely from our own efforts, but really from Hashem. And we should use our physical blessings to enhance our spirituality. And that is how we elevate the physical And in doing so, with joy, Hashem should continue to bless us in all ways, always. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.